Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Wild Country Nation. It's time for your Saturday morning wake-up call. Northwest Wild Country is on the air. Welcome to America's number one fishing, hunting, and outdoors radio show. And it's all brought to you by Waypoint Marine Group in Ballard and by Garmin Electronics. Now your Wild Country crew, Dwayne England, and your host, Joel Shangle. I don't hear you. I don't hear me either. There oh, there go. we go. What All righty then. Microphone. Uh huh. It's, it's been a, it's been a long uh, Thanksgiving holiday. My voice is not really that great. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> not that I'm strong. Just I'm a little, say little right tired. Now, I'm a little tired, but uh, hey, man, we're here. We got a two-hour yeah. show to crank out. We are Indeed. back. We are back. Indeed, we do. We have a very busy show, as you mentioned, uh, Dwayne. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to everyone out there in the Wild Country Nation. Uh, as uh, as you would probably suspect, uh, it's raining outside, so we're going to talk what? a little bit about the options that we can do besides standing around the rain. Holy cow! Uh, by the way, your pie binge is truly impressive. Is it o- is it over with now? I don't or, know if it's you, impressive. Does but it, it have was, some it more was, carryover? <laughs> what's the, what's the story? There? It was definitely comical. <laughs> I, you know, so one one luxury or curse of working at the fire station, you know, especially around the holiday time, people just show up and hand stuff off, and it <laughs> very seldom is it something like a fruit basket or a veggie tray. The pastry lineup rice, rice is, cakes. oh, my gosh. So <laughs> this lady stops by. She has a bakery uh, down the street, five different pies. And I can yeah, tell you. Yeah, you said enough already, bakery down the street. Yeah, each and every one of them tastes fantastic. <laughs> I don't. I can't rate any. Uh, I'm, I'm, like I told you, I'm a horrible pie critic because they're all. <laughs> they're all great. Really good. Yeah. yeah so uh, <laughs> 10 pieces. I capped it at 10 pieces. Now, your standard pie is what? Eight pieces of pie. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, well, bit of an overachiever in that regard. Man, uh, way to go. Strong effort, yeah. So you sure. mentioned that the the Black Friday uh, email deals came in. the the gym The gym offers have, have come in, and you're gonna... that was I, you know yeah. I find uh, humor uh, amongst myself at times, and I'm sitting there <laughs> putting up a post about my pie binge, and then I'm looking at my phone, and I got emails coming in. I pull it up, and it was, uh, it was uh, yeah. The uh, hey, we would like you back at LA Fitness. You know, here's the holiday offer, and I'm thinking. I actually called Cherry and said, "You know, we probably should get back to the gym." <laughs> the pie intervention going. Yeah, on time to become an old version of my former self. All so. right. So joining us uh, live this morning on the show, uh, Cody Herman of Day One Outdoors. We'll get oh, yeah. a little bit of a preview of the uh, the PDX Steelhead option going into 2016-17. Of course, this all kicks off Steelhead Nation, which begins officially today. Today, yeah. But the, we'll, the very first uh, Steelhead Nation, Steelhead conversation we have will be about the options in the Portland area. Of course, last year, Dwayne, it was one of the very best that uh, that, that anglers on the Sandy have seen in, in God knows how long, 20 years. I mean, it was it was easily the best fishing that anybody would seen in, in recent memory. When we talked to uh, Jack and Brandon Glass, who've been fishing that, I mean, forever, of course, you know, Jack lives on the Sandy. I, I couldn't believe the numbers. I, I think Brandon, and uh, he'll correct us if we're wrong later on in the, as we progress here, but 
I think he ended up boating somewhere over 300 steelhead with his clients off of one river Unbelievable. shingle. Unbelievable. I mean, you know. And that river being the Sandy. Yeah, oh, it's I'm not talking about the mid-80s on the Calus. No. We're talking mm-hmm. about 2015 winter steelhead season on the Sandy. Mm-hmm. Those numbers should grab your attention. And if uh, we have any opportunity to duplicate some of that or even 75% of that, this season, we're going to have a fantastic year. Uh, in, in chats with uh, Mr. Herman that we've had over the past handful of days, it sounds like there are fish there currently. So it, it already, it's yeah. already starting mm-hmm. off pretty well. So anyways, we'll get a preview of the Sandy from Cody. Also, we'll give you, we'll give you a full preview of the Northwest Angling Convention. It's, it's uh, the, the steelhead version of the seminar. Uh, seminar is not the right word. Classrooms, classes yeah, yeah. that they have given. Two-day class on steelhead, a really cool deal. But we'll preview that at about 6.30. Uh, from there, we'll go to uh, the waters of Puget Sound and talk uh, winter blackmouth. We've got a mm-hmm. winter chinook roundup with uh, Kent Alger of uh, Guides Northwest. It sounds like there are plenty of fish around. Lots of small ones. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of weed through them, but it seems like uh, if you want to fish for saltwater, you've, you've got a pretty good opportunity to do that. Yeah, it seems like there's plenty of fish, and as you mentioned, a little on the uh, little on the pint size, but you know, plenty to, plenty to be had, and the fishing's actually been pretty good. And then from there, we will officially kick off Steelhead Nation 2016-17, uh, the top of the seven o'clock hour with uh, John McMillan. Of course, he is the science director of Trout Unlimited's Wild Steelhead Initiative. And easily one of the most knowledgeable steelhead guys you'll ever run into anywhere, no matter what. And we'll take kind of a uh, kind of a, a broad brush look at the state of steelhead nation, for lack of a better term. John, of course, is very well versed in uh, the run timing and so forth of, of all kinds of places. But we'll kind of we'll kind of pull back a little bit and kind of analyze what is the landscape of steelhead here in the Pacific Northwest, and then we'll zero in on. A handful of places, including number one right here in Puget Sound. Last year, surprisingly strong year uh-huh. for steelhead in Puget Sound. The Skagit River, which, of course, uh, as you if you have followed along on social media, you're probably well aware that there is a pretty good opportunity, a pretty good chance that we'll have an opportunity for catch and release steel, steelhead season next year. Yeah. So the steelhead is on the rebound, or the, the Skagit is on the rebound. Mm-hmm. On the other end of it, the Bogus Shield was dismal last year. The peninsula, or, the peninsula yeah. is not in great shape. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But bottom line, between seven and seven twenty-two, we will. We will begin Steelhead Nation, uh, brought to you by BOMAC, with John McMillan. Kind of, kind of lay the table for what you may expect over the next handful of months as as we get into the Steelhead Nation time of the year. Yeah, I, you, we learn we learn something every time we have John on, in studio, on on the phone, yeah. whatever it doesn't matter. Uh, the guy is just you know just walking with so much information in his head. Always a pleasure to talk to, and it won't be the only time we have him on throughout the 14 weeks of Steelhead Nation. Mm-mm. I can no. guarantee that. No, we'll have him here in studio sometime in the month of December. We, right. uh, we're yeah. trying to coordinate the timing on that, but the bottom line is that 7 to 7.22, Steelhead Nation begins. Uh, by the way, the phones will be open throughout the course of that. Also, the, the text tool at 49451. Really would like to get some participation as far as, as questions you have for John. As a matter of fact, between now and 7, if you have some things that you would like to know about your steelhead fishery. Maybe John knows it. He's very well versed. Like I said, he talks to a lot of folks, uh, spends a lot of time all over the, all over this state in particular. Yeah. So if you have questions or, or thoughts or whatever, you text it into four nine four five one. And then from there, we're gonna we're gonna hook up with Scott Haugen. Now, Dwayne and I had the uh, the uh, first time ever experience of fall turkey hunting this last uh, yes this last we did, weekend. Mm-hmm. and uh, um, we did it differently than Haugen did. So Haugen. As you're well aware, as we have documented, and if you follow Scott on any social media, you'll, you're aware that he has he has uh, utilized his dog Echo mm-hmm. for pretty much everything you could possibly utilize a hunting dog for. This this dog is the true definition of the term hunting dog. Yeah. Well, it's also a turkey hunting dog. Uh huh. Now I'm going to repeat that turkey hunting right. dog. Right. I have I've never heard of it before. No. Never. I, and I did a little bit of just just kind of kind of glanced through, did a Google, and I, and I didn't find anything on it. But Scott has utilized Echo. Mm-hmm. 
as a tur- as a turkey hunting dog, yeah. and it's worked really well. As we talked before the show, Shangle, and I made you well aware, if you're a dog and you are so uh, uh, gracious in the fact that uh, Halgen becomes your trainer and owner, if you're let's say you're a lab and you think all you're going to do is retrieve in the house and are in the Haugen household, oh, oh, so you incorrect. are completely an underachiever, right? <laughs> That's right. Echo, yeah. I mean, look at his uh, look at his uh, abilities now, and 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 all the things that he actually does. I Pretty mean, cool. we're talking flushing and retrieving mm-hmm, turkeys, mm-hmm. finding sheds. Waterfowl is just a no brainer. But you know, and in pheasant hunting, you have one dog that points, flushes, flushes and points retrieves. And retrieves. Yeah. It's like huh. uh, okay, so some people would utilize two or three dogs mm-hmm. to cover a yep. wide variety of all those things. Scott uses one. Yep. And it just shows you. Yep. And the creativity with which that they approached this this fall turkey season was just really cool. I mean, so really Scott was. had, yeah, I mean, I, we saw that they had, that both he and Tiffany had bagged birds first, you know, couple days of the season. Big, beautiful birds. Didn't really way. say too much about exactly how they did it. Yeah. Scott texted me. He goes, yeah, we did this kind of really cool thing. It was like our coolest turkey hunt ever in the right. fall. We used Echo to flush these birds. Yeah. Which, you know, I was just immediately like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I wasn't kidding. So no. he's done it very well. So anyways, we'll talk to Scott about it. And just fall turkey in general. Of right, course, right. and he's... They've already killed three, and you mentioned mm-hmm. there's uh, Scott killed one bird in particular that's just a beautiful bird. Unbelievable! I mean, uh, just a just a cool looking bird. Yeah, yeah. I felt like taking my picture of my Jake down. Just, <laughs> I know. Right? First of all, the photo was you know like uber stellar, and then oh, he I'm throws gonna put, a, I'm putting it up full screen here, just just very shortly. You watch. The Jake, yeah, yeah. Or, or Haugen. You can put up Haugen's picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> both. We're gonna do both. It's very <laughs> side by side. No, we won't. Do Rate that. these photos. I won't do that to you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it, you know what though? I mean, the bottom line that was an interesting experience as well. I mean, we're you know we went and tried to uh, get a fall turkey with our with our bow. And you ate Thanksgiving. T- you ate Wild a bird turkey. that you shot mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's successful. It was. Right? I mean, when you are able to put that all together, kill yeah. a bird, you know, and then you got to take the the yeah, time right. and the effort mm-hmm. to pluck that doggone thing and clean it and all that. Well worth it though, man. I mean, yeah. that bird tasted great. Yeah. It was it was really worth it. Really cool. We'll talk about that uh, in a little while too. Uh, let's jump into uh, the Wild Five for this uh, Saturday, November the 26, 2016. Uh, item number one, of course, it is uh, the uh, holiday weekend. Uh, Black Friday is over, but not if you're a sport coach. Right, absolutely. Because Black Friday is actually Friday, Saturday, and, su- and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Sunday. Great deals uh, happen at Sportco and at Outdoor Emporium. Uh, the after Thanksgiving sale continues through Sunday. Uh, some of the better deals to take a look at, 30% off all camouflage and hunter orange. That's Now's the time to buy it. Yeah, 30% absolutely. off is great. Their prices are already low. But yeah. an extra 30% off of that yep. for all, all your camo needs is really good. Also, you have deals on Carhartt, Romeo, Shimano, uh, Sig Sauer. And here's a great one. Uh, all Lamb Glass X11 salmon rods are $60. Just it, under $60. 60 bucks. Yeah. 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 Really I, hard to I beat. can tell you, Jordan called me yesterday. I said, how's it going? He goes, we are so busy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these sale prices, and as you mentioned, mm-hmm. I mean, you're already mm-hmm. saving money if you're a member, and then you get 30% off or more. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. Really, Lot, lots of good options. Really good. Also, the Sportco Outdoor Emporium, 12 Days of Christmas, starts December the 1st. Oh, yeah. Uh, that basically is a kind of a rolling uh, discount uh, program. They started off with a 12% discount <clears throat> off of everything else. So on that day, you get an additional 12% off. That is the 1st mm-hmm. of December. So pay attention to that. When you go into Sportco, uh, pick up the uh, the member flyer and take a look at all the deals, all, all kinds of really good deals out there. Bottom line is that if you're looking for stuff to buy and you don't mind a crowd, yeah. Get out there this weekend. And they have members, members' night coming up. I believe it is December 6th. So for Outdoor Emporium, it is the 3rd. Okay. And on, for Sport Code, it's Saturday the 6th, I gotcha. believe. Mm-hmm. Correct. We'll check on that. Yeah. 
Lots of good things coming up at both Sport Co. and Outdoor Important. Get out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, item number two, we talked to the folks down at River Junkie last week right before their cleanup on the Cal. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's River, of course, we had three guys in the studio who drove down here from here yeah. to participate in this whole thing. The bottom line is that, that when all was said and done, Dwayne, 71 people showed up on this. This is the very first cleanup effort, sponsored cleanup effort of a yeah, river yeah, yeah. with the folks at River Junkie. 71 people showed up and cleaned out over 1,400 pounds of trash off that? the Cowlitz River. Mm-hmm. 1,400 pounds yeah. off the Cowlitz River. Two locations. They think they hit, and there's the voter right there if you're uh, watching us on the TV Absolutely, here. yep. Yeah, what a uh, what a fantastic effort! Uh, lots of accolades on uh, Facebook, as would be expected. Um, mm-hmm. Folks that couldn't make it, you know, even chiming in and say, "Hey, you know, looking forward to the next one. Really want to try to be involved with this thing." We are going to push the heck out of this, Joel, because this Me is too. like one Me of too. the best, most well organized efforts in river cleanup that we have seen. And uh, hats off to them. We're going to get involved. We're going to, you know, try to assist with getting sponsors involved. This is a good thing. People need to pay attention to this. Go to www.riverjunkyjunky.us. And here's here's the cool part, Puget Sound folks. The next scheduled cleanup, and we haven't figured out exactly the dates or the times yet, but it'll be on the Puyallup River. Yeah. So if, you, if you're waiting for an opportunity to get down there, here's here's one of the cool things. Take a look at that picture up there. Right uh-huh. Over to the far left, you have kids who are two or three years old. Yeah. I mean, so, so of the 71 people who showed up to help clean up yep. the Cowlitz River, it was a it was a, a broad age range. So basically, you have you have you have kids out there. Mm-hmm. You had older people out there. I mean, just a really. I'm as excited about this particular organization as I've been about anything in in, in a number of years. You bring your small children out and have them help clean up yeah. a river and and out in yep. the environment and show them you know what this means. They forever in their life will make it mm-hmm. a point to be one of those that isn't one who just discards whatever they have in their truck. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So it's important. Really, uh, really, really cool. That of yep. course was part of our uh, Make Fishing Great campaign. Turned mm-hmm. out really well. Really proud of those guys yep uh, item number three the okanagan valley guide service fall turkey hunt uh, program is fully operable Dwayne and i were the uh, guinea pigs i guess you would yeah, say we pretty much were and it turns mm-hmm. out that uh there's a lot of birds in stevens county Holy like smokes. so many turkeys it, until you've actually seen it mm-hmm. it's it's almost impossible to define just exactly how prolific those birds are in that county yeah there are a ton of them and uh, you're gonna have opportunity and if you're a shotgunner you're gonna more than likely high probability i'd say 99 it's pretty automatic uh, and you know, you are, uh, you're going to get connected with Jared. You're going to go over mm-hmm. there, stay at the white willow, fantastic little location to great, stay. Great, great rooms, hotel. right? Great hotel. Yep. And you're literally 20 minutes away from where you're going to hunt mm-hmm. in between where you hunt, and where you stay at the white willow is a little town of Hunter. Yep. They got a grocery store and a tavern there with a mean uh, bacon cheeseburger. Pretty good onion burger as Pretty well. Pretty good onion burger right. as well. Now they usually <laughs> have the football game on. We mm-hmm. caught, uh, parts of the, uh, Here's your bird. Oh, look at that. They cut parts of the uh, Cougar debacle and, of course, uh, <laughs> the the, the uh, Seahawks game. So, yeah. I, yep. you know, great experience. Um, going to probably hunt with Brandon, uh, and uh, he's going to get you on some birds. Um, Highly recommended if you would like to get uh, a young turkey hunter into yes. a situation where mm-hmm. they get to see a lot of birds because right. you will literally see hundreds of birds. Great situation if you want to try to take a turkey with a bow. Yeah. As we found out. I mean, you, you get close enough that you get yep. shots. And and we we kind of were experimenting with our location, mm-hmm. and we kind of moved around a little bit. But mm-hmm. bottom line is that 
this is a really good opportunity if yeah. you if you have kids or grandchildren or, or, or interested in doing something like like bow hunting. Yeah, I mean they are basically a nuisance over there. And the nice thing is you're going to hunt in a private area. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's Uncle yep. John's dairy farm, yep. and you're going to mm-hmm. be off of the uh, just off the hill there, off the woods. Yep. Maybe sitting out there in the field, and uh, when they come down, because they're pretty predictable in their behavior really yep. and their routine, and uh, you know, we'll talk to Scott a little bit about this. You know, the efforts you put in ver- uh, calling versus decoying mm-hmm. and those types of things as you compare spring bird to fall bird. But uh, the bottom line is, like you mentioned, if you if you got young kids, mm-hmm. we had a grandfather call over there last week after the show, wants yep. to take a couple grandkids. Mm-hmm. What a great idea. Absolutely. You got a spouse, you're just starting to shoot a bow, and you want to mm-hmm. try to you know hit a low-to-the-ground moving target, which I found was kind of interesting because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I don't practice on low-to-the-ground moving targets. <laughs> no, so no. the first Hard arrow flinging over his back was uh, kind of a surprise to me. But, hey, we punched one. We got it home. And had it for uh, Thanksgiving dinner at the fire yeah. station. It was well worth it. Give Jared a call at 509-429-1714. He'll get you hooked up. You have until the December the 15th is when the season closes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so Brandon can take, you know, a, you know, a small group on the weekend. I assume is how it's going to go. But it, but if you if you have any interest at all in, in, in fall turkey, yeah. this is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Great, Great experience. Access. You won't be sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Item number four on the Wild Five, introducing the Steelhead Nation photo contest. So this oh, is an yeah. idea that we've kind of kicked around the past couple of weeks, but right. we're going to go ahead and go with it. Okay. Of course, uh, one of the major parts of Steelhead Nation is that that I have fallen into the habit of trying trying to post a steelhead of the day. I don't get it every single day. Uh-huh. How about you help us out with that? How yeah. about how about go post your steelhead photos on the Northwest Wild Country Facebook page, and uh, we will judge those and we will we will prize up a we haven't decided yet a weekly winner a biweekly winner. We're not mm-hmm. really sure exactly mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Bottom line is we've got some great sponsors for Steelhead Nation, including Bomac. Oh yeah, and uh, it, all you have to do is is go to the page, post a photo. And uh, that's all I have. That's it. Yeah. Simple as deal. Yeah. Get involved. Uh, post your photo. And, yeah, like you said, sponsors are contributing. Mm-hmm. We will have prize pack giveaways and things. Last year, we were, I was just giving away random prize packs. Yeah. This year, you may have to work for them a little mm-hmm. bit. Photo contests are a great, great way to get you involved. Follow along with Steelhead Nation. Learn some stuff, and, and we'll prize you up. We thought briefly about breaking it up into categories and so forth, but I think we're going to just keep it as just a, just just great photos. Mm-hmm. But don't feel limited. It doesn't necessarily have to be a photo like the one that's up on TV right now. It doesn't have to be a giant fish taken out of the skin or somewhere. I mean, those no. are there, which is cool. I, I mean, yeah. I'm not against those at yeah. all. Go ahead and send those in if you've got some. But if you've got uh, a picture of a, of a of a child with their first hatchery fish, sure, or a, or a great picture of just a fish in hand, yeah, or even a picture of a great steelhead run. Bottom line is, right. is if it is if it is a cool photo relative mm-hmm. to the sport of steelhead fishing, yep. we would love to see it. Yeah. A pretty good chance we'll put it up on the big screen, too. Pretty good chance. And, you know, a little description along with your photo to kind mm-hmm. of give us a little insight as yep. to what this fish means to you is kind of, uh, that, that goes along well. So, yeah, yep. get, get it done. Starts this week. Head to the, to the Northwest Wild Country Facebook page. I will probably go post a, a photo as kind of a thread starter, but the bottom line is we want to see your photos. And while you're on the Facebook page, uh, we will open the Northwest Wild Country Fan Couch. We have a show on the 24th of December, so that is Christmas Eve morning. Absolutely. We're going to go ahead and celebrate that uh, Christmas crash style, kind of a modified version of it, though. Mm -hmm. Bottom line is we Mm -hmm. we would love to welcome as many kids into the studio as we can possibly get here. Yeah. If we can, if we can get families, if we can get folks, if you're interested in the fan couch, now this Christmas show will be the time to do it. Mm-hmm. But we'd like to hear your story. Why exactly it is that you or your or or your son or your daughter or whoever would like to come in and, and participate in the whole fan couch experience? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page, just like we pointed out. Yep. Uh, I mean, this is, 
part of what we do and what we love to do is, you know, getting kids involved in the outdoors. And there are moms and dads that put forth great effort getting your sons and daughters out fishing, hunting, hiking, whatever, uh, enjoying the outdoors and having uh, learned a respect for the outdoors and what it means. Uh, we want to see those kids, you know, 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. teenagers, young men, ladies, whatever. You know what? Families, as you mentioned, husbands, wives. Yep. Yep. Uh, Christmas Eve morning, we're going to have a little Christmas party. Yeah. We're going to invite in as many as we can kind of squeeze in here. We're going to uh, have persons, you know, bring foods and drinks. And Absolutely. We're going we're to probably yep. have a little catering thing going on, a little prize pack giveaway. Mm-hmm. We're building it this uh, the next couple of weeks, but yep. the information here is out early because we want folks to respond early. Get on our Facebook page. Yep. Write up a little deal as to you, your family, what the outdoors means, what it would kind of mean to bring your kids in, join us for a Christmas party. And uh, it's just an opportunity for us to interact with some of the followers Absolutely. of the show. Yeah, you bet. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's truly what, what we, it'll be we a, really enjoy. It'll be a fun morning. It really will. It'll, yeah. it'll be one of the better shows that we yep. do for the entire year. So I'm excited about that. So the Christmas Eve morning party. Go to the Facebook page. Give us uh, give us a reason to come in and join the fan couch. By the way, thanks to Scott Hensley who posted on the on the Facebook page the actual date of the Outdoor Emporium Customer Appreciation Night. Sport Co's is on the 6th. Outdoor Emporium is indeed on the 3rd. Got it. OE's starts, and it's their 10th annual. Their customer appreciation day starts at 9 a.m., goes till 7. Mm-hmm. And Sport Co's on the Tuesday following is December 6th on, from 6 until 10. Got it. So there you go. I will probably be there. Yeah, as will I. Uh-huh. As will I. Uh-huh. Let's, uh, let's bail out for a uh, break this morning when we come back. It's uh, kind of time to get rolling on the, the, the where to and how to. We'll talk to Cody Herman of Day One Outdoors, get a little bit of a look ahead to what he expects uh, to see this uh, year in the PDX area for steelheaders, as we pointed out last year, really good. Is it possible that the Sandy could match last year's productivity? Mm. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Cody Herman, we return to Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. I see that we already have a, uh, a strong first contribution to the steel nation photo contest photo contest yeah yeah chris yep. mark chris markham just posted a photo up on the northwest wild country page go take a look at the page it's a pretty good example of a of a, of a really good steelhead photo yeah it really is uh captured well mm-hmm. clarity's good you know yep looks like a great day new what's today new year's eve Last oh year? i just closed it down i didn't didn't catch that oh my bad i think that's what it said my uh, bad got some activity on the old uh text Text page as well. We'll get yeah, to yeah. Go ahead and answer. read that. Go ahead and read that. Go and jump into uh, it. I got a gentleman asking about uh, uh, in drift boat first time this year for steelhead. Um, would like to know what I need to look for as far as where to plug and where to dog, and maybe some other options. You know, when it comes to like spending a day floating down the river, uh, the great thing about bobber dog, and then you know we'll definitely get into that uh, more than more than once and break it down for folks to learn. But um, it's a great tool for covering water. And when I'm on the go and you're fishing water of different depths. That are unknown as you're traveling, bobber dogging is a great way to, again, cover water, especially if you have two or three rods out because you're covering width from boat to bank and also depth, no matter what you're traveling through. Um, when you come into the top end of a hole and it's uh, not too long of a stretch, you know, when it comes to pulling plug shangle, uh, it's all about how, how long you want to sit there and, and pull back on the oars and keep them plugs working. So I look for those shorter runs, dropping at the top end and get them plugs in and then working down through the tail out. And uh, don't be afraid to anchor the boat at the bottom end at the tail out. Get out of the boat, walk back up, and then float dog your way on through that water as well with some bait presentation. Curious so. whether this is subject matter that will be covered in the Northwest Anglers Convention Winter Steelhead Tactics classroom happens the 17th and the 18th of December. The uh, the gentleman who is responsible for this creation, uh, Cody Herman, is with us live this morning. Cody, how you doing, 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Friend. Doing good, gentlemen. Always a pleasure to be on with you. Yeah, Absolutely. Morning. So we noticed that, uh, and we'll get to our, our Sandy preview shortly, but uh, we noticed that your, your your classroom presentation and your own water presentation includes uh, fishing from a floating platform. Uh, will, will you possibly cover some of the things that Dwayne just talked about during the course of this this class? Absolutely, yep. Okay. Uh, so the, the course, what we plan on doing, what we've done at least for our last few conventions that we've had is the first day is eight full hours of seminars, mm-hmm. and we got a lot of great speakers lined up for the yep. Winter Steelhead version here, again, on, the, on December 17th and 18th. And then after the first day, we take all of that information that we learned, and we apply it to the water. So we take everyone to the bank and to the boat for hands-on training. That is uh, that has proven itself in the two previous uh, opportunities of folks to come out. And I think you were surprised, Cody, by the number of folks that uh, willingly then signed up for day two. You you anticipated good you know good response for day one classroom stuff, but some of it was like, well, we'll have to see how this whole taking into the you know outdoors on the water type of application actually works. Uh, if I remember right, especially for buoy 10, I mean, the number of folks that, that came back <laughs> for day two, you were kind of overwhelmed, but, uh, you know, that's a fantastic sign as to people are really intrigued by this opportunity, not just to learn stuff in the classroom environment, but then have that opportunity day two to apply it on the river. And it's very well described Cody in, in, uh, your, your, you've got on your website there, you've got a description of the, kind of each one of the classes, but I really urge folks to go to day one outdoors, uh, shop, go, go find the page about the uh, the latest uh, convention and read exactly what the classes will be right because they're very they're, it's very descriptive Cody of, of what's going to happen I mean you, you have uh, as we pointed out before the classroom segment you have the uh, you know the, the lab work the next day but you, know, you do a really good job of, of explaining to people exactly what's going to happen and how they'll be able to bridge the gap from the classroom to the river on the following morning yeah and and Dwayne to your point I absolutely have been blown away by the response we've had so far, you know, when, when we kind of undertook this at the beginning of this year, we had no idea what to expect, mm-hmm. but the spring Schnook convention and then the buoy tank convention, they both sold out. We had well over a hundred people at both and we're already well on our way to selling this one out as well. And it's, it's impressive. But what that that's telling us is that there's a need in the market for people that really want to learn and not just sit in on a simple one hour seminar that, mm-hmm. You know, most people find at a sporting goods store, mm-hmm. they want to sit there and absorb as much information as possible, get every single one of their questions answered, and then actually get on the water. And, you know, most of us fishermen, we're kinesthetic learners. Yeah. We want to touch it. We want to feel it. Mm-hmm. We want to do it. And that's how we fully understand how to find that success and be comfortable with these different techniques like pulling plugs or bobber docking. Run down a quick uh, list of uh, cast of characters who are joining you for this Steelhead Seminar and what their specific topic is. Sure, you bet. Uh, so we're going to start off the day with myself. Actually, I'm going to break down the water and explain exactly how our rivers work. And not just that, but how you can catch fish on days when water conditions are not ideal, mm-hmm. which in my opinion, I, I think a lot of steelhead fishermen just neglect even going out to the banks or onto their boat. 
mm-hmm. when they don't have that perfect water level. And I feel like they're really missing out on an opportunity there. So we're going to talk about that. And then Cameron Black and Marlon Lefebvre from Gone Catch and Guide Service and Fishing Addicts Northwest, they're going to be talking about bait prep. So from gearing up your prawns, your eggs, your coon shrimp, all the way on to bank fishing techniques. And then we have Jack and Brandon Glass talking about how to fish from a floating platform, which could be your raft, your drift boat, or your sled. Mm-hmm. But your bobber docking to the side drifting, pulling plugs, and a few other techniques. And then we have the metal god himself, Mr. Bill Herzog. He's going to be joining us on both days, and he's going to be explaining how to fish spoons and spinners. And I'm really looking forward to hearing that man talk because not only is he always entertaining, but he's just a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Entertaining for sure. Yeah, yes, yeah, as you guys well know. Absolutely. Yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Well, what's what's so great about this is that you know your your classroom will be in in full swing day one, and folks will sit through all these presentations. And if you, you know, if, if you're one who has put in more time fishing out of boats and bobber dogging and you feel like that skill set you pretty much got a handle on, man, I'm going to focus on spending the day standing side by side with Herzog on the river, learning how to properly, you know, uh, fish and, and uh, present a spoon and how to properly fish a spinner because it's maybe something I don't do a whole lot of. I kind of have a general idea, but now I get to stand there next to Bill himself and get the hands-on application on the river and really fine-tune that presentation in my arsenal, one that may, for you know, an individual, been lacking for a number of years. That's, that's the beauty of this thing. And honestly, I, I'm that guy. I don't fish spoons and spinners very often, so I can't wait to stand right there next to Herzog and, and learn, learn yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> You have it uh, broken down on day two. You've got uh, basically shore angling techniques, and boat angling techniques, uh, the, you know, for the first part of that, uh, of course, it's yourself, Cody, it's, it's Herzog, it's Marlin, and then the second part of it is with uh, Jack, uh, Brandon, and Cameron. So basically, it's, it's, it's everything covered. I mean, you yeah. have, mm-hmm. you know, from, from kind of bigger rivers, uh, sleds, and so forth, you have smaller, more intimate uh, situation for tributaries. It, it pretty much covers as, as much as you could possibly cover in a two-day period. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do here. We want to set everyone up to be successful the first time that they set foot on the bank or hop in the drift boat this year. You know, it's last year was a phenomenal winter steelhead run. And looking at the counts already, we might see another really good run this year. And we want to make sure that people get out there, have a chance to go out, find success, not waste any time, but know how to target these fish in every different water condition. Well, uh, last year was a phenomenal season. We had uh, we had great numbers of fish um, up here, more so than down in Oregon. We continued to battle high water uh, conditions where they'd barely drop into shape. If you decided you weren't going to go fish because of high water, you probably missed a window of one or two days because then we had once again another big flush. So it was uh, it was tough conditions. Is the only thing we were up against in not that the you know the fish numbers were there. You just had to go find them. Um, I am definitely going to make it a point to get down there. You and I need to spend a day or two in a drift boat on a Sandy River, on a Clackamas, out on, on the Celeste somewhere, and uh, put a couple days in steelhead fishing together because, you know what, we've actually never done that. And let's talk a little bit about, about this, you guys. We, we kind of previewed the, the, the fact that the Sandy is, is already starting to show signs yep, yep. Of, of, a, of a potentially productive year again cody let's let's kind of share with us share with us what you see on this morning of uh, november the 26th uh-huh. the second day crystal of ball. the official steelhead Cody's season crystal ball. that's right yes. you know uh, yeah we, we've already seen a, a couple winners show up here on the standy but you know really what, what's kind of surprising me uh the nehalem river is usually one of the first coastal rivers to see fish in their hatchery on the nehalem 
has already recycled a handful of fish. Uh, I think no it was kidding. six or ten that they've already recycled. Huh. And I know that there's a few that have been caught on the Wilson already. And after this high water we're getting yesterday and today, by tomorrow, if it drops, the coastal river should see a few. But really, the Washougal River, they've already seen well over 20 fish winter steelhead back to their hatchery. Mm-hmm. So I, it's not just the sandy. It, it seems like region-wide, maybe it's just an early shot of fish. Yeah. But, you know, typically on a sandy, we don't start really catching fish until around January 1st. Last year, we started catching them Thanksgiving weekend this weekend. And with the water where it's at, what we're already seeing with this number of fish when we hold that convention, I got a hunch we're going to be catching some steelhead that day on Sunday (laughs) on the second day when we're on the water. Nothing wrong with that. I don't want to jinx anything, Cody, but usually early translates into good mm-hmm. most most often of course you can have some kind of a kind of a weather yeah issue, yeah but, but the bottom line is that typically if fish are starting to show up early in any fishery it usually translates into a good season I, and i would be ecstatic with that and last year was one of the best winter steelhead seasons i've ever seen and so if i could have another year like that man I, i'm all for it that last year was phenomenal if we could have another run even close to that i'd I'm excited for this winter steelhead season. I've, I've already spent the last week ordering all my gear online and cleaning all my plugs and putting new hooks on them. I'm I'm jacked. I'm really excited. That makes two of us. Yep, already jumped into <laughs> the gear and, uh, you know, totally out of salmon mode at this point. Really it's focused. It's all around. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, man, I'm just I'm, – I'm, my, my schedule this year looks much more conducive than December, January, for me to get out midweek, multiple days, multiple weeks. Um I haven't had a schedule lineup for like this for a couple of years, so I'm fully intent on taking advantage of it. Um, gonna be gonna be ringing your phone because we have some dates to get on the water. I can guarantee it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm I am beside myself excited. I am just counting down the days until the new drift boat shows up here next week, and I can go out there and start doing some test fishing. Awesome. Go to www.nwanglersconvention.com. Click on the upper right hand corner of the page. It says buy seats. It'll take you to the page that describes exactly what you will get with a two-day classroom experience. Uh, You learn it on day one, courtesy of of Cody and the other instructors, and then you apply it on day two on the river. Super cool opportunity. I believe the cost, Cody, is 150 to 180, correct? Correct, yep. Uh, For veterans or kids 18 and under, it's 150, 180 for adults for both days, but that also comes along with uh, breakfast sandwiches, box lunch, and just a ton of free gear and raffle prizes throughout the day. So we try and make sure that everyone gets more than their money's worth. That happens on December the 17th and the 18th. If you're anywhere within four hours of Portland, yeah, this is this is a trip you need to make. Absolutely. Yeah. You will not be disappointed. Not at all. You're going to take away not only knowledge, but, uh, you know, a bag full of stuff. Yeah. yeah that's you always got good. It. Yeah. yeah, Cody, man, appreciate the update. Uh, we'll catch up to you again real soon, my friend. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. Okay, right, man. Buddy. Take it easy. Talk to you soon. December yeah. 17, December 18, eight hours of classroom education on day one, eight hours of on-the-water education on day two. Uh, as we have pointed out before, and we'll, we'll focus on Herzog's presentation for this particular one. He's really good in the, in the classroom. Yep. But being on the water with that guy mm-hmm. is, is a whole different it's a whole different realm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you just you can't, We can't emphasize it enough. Mm. And uh, – if you're going to drag your feet and think, well, I'll just kind of wait and see as we get close, 
uh, you're probably going to miss out. They will I, be sold out. Mm-hmm. I will guarantee you. Especially this be week. Sold out. People are going to start jumping yep. on there and signing up before they run out of space. So. Let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get a little bit of a view of the local winter Chinook. It's Blackmouth time with Ken Alger right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sports Net Northwest. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Saturday, 644 on Sports Radio 950 KJR Comcast, Sportsnet Northwest. A quick reminder, stay tuned here at 7 o'clock. We'll kick off Steelhead Nation with uh, John McMillan. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about kind of the the state of Steelhead Nation, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. Get a little bit of a look at uh, what may happen this year. Yeah. Already have hopeful news from the Portland area. Oh, Sounds man. like the Washougals got fishing it already. Yeah. Hopefully, cross your fingers. Yep. Uh, we had plenty of fish back here in Puget Sound this last year, so... In, in certain spots. In certain oh, spots. Certain spots. Yeah. Things are rebounding. Let's Indeed. you know. Let's see. I mean, one year can be anomaly. So let's yeah. hopefully we bump that two years in a row, especially yep. those up north rivers that you're speaking yep. of. Indeed. Uh, you know, good. We'll we'll try to pick John's brand some of that. In the meantime, we do have a winter Chinook option here locally in Puget Sound. Uh, it is a winter blackmouth season, and uh, guy who has been in the middle of that whole thing is uh, Kent Alger of Guides Northwest. Kent, let's uh, let's take a little bit of a patrol. Of the local blackmouth waters, what's the uh, what's the word from out in the sound? A lot of fish. Um, action's good. Bait is starting to kind of dwindle a little bit. Um, having to hunt that down a bit more than we have been. Uh, start of the season was gangbusters. We had a great great fishery going on right out of the get. Um, it's slowing down a little bit for the lack of bigger fish. Uh, we're weeding through a lot of a lot of shakers, um, legal fish, but uh, having to having to hunt through them to get the bigger guys. What uh, as far as big fish? What do you consider you know decent sized big fish? For well, derby winners. Um, you know, you're looking at fourteen pounders, fifteen yeah. pounders. Um, we're seeing some tens, elevens mixed in here and there. Um, you know. Nice fish for winter blackmouth, definitely. Sure. Um, not complaining about that this time of year at all. Said so the bait's moving off. Uh, is that a typical normal thing here, Pete Sound, for yeah, uh, fall winter yeah, time? Yeah, typically, you know? you know, as as it goes on, it just kind of seems to migrate out, and hopefully just in time for the San Juans to open up. That right, should right. be good. So um, looking at numbers and really haven't had to go out too far just been staying local you know i'm out of port edmonds right now so the bar's got fish kingston's been fishing good Mm -hmm. um the other day we've been battling the wind i mean it's blowing 22 knots right now uh between edmonds and kingston um incidentally the washington ferry reading for the guys that don't know um a great app you know to have on your phone to look at it gives you real-time data from the ferries going across all throughout western washington but looking at the edmonds kingston run right now it's last 10 minutes it's right there at those numbers at 22 knots through the gut out the south so that kind of uh, yeah, that, wipes yeah. out the bar it's and a damper on that area for yeah. sure. pretty pretty lumpy so keep an eye on that um Weather's goofy, um, but we're still staying local. For instance, day two days ago, it was blowing like that and kind of waited it out and uh, obviously limits some of your options. But as the NOAA forecast is, and it was perfect, you know, started laying down midday and ended up being a nice day out there. And 
only saw, geez, there was only a couple other boats all day, you know, after that wind came through. So hmm. um, just keep an eye on it. And black mouth are feeding all day. You don't have to, you know, be out there at the crack of dawn by any means, you know. Really watching true. the watching the watching the um currents and going out when it's fishing so but locally you know kingston's got fish the bar's got fish um farther out and been fishing around um norwegian around no point up through skunk bay so there's definitely some options that are close um i haven't had to go south or farther out towards the banks at all um towards mid channel there just hasn't been a reason yet well that's so. a that's a great option if you can if you can stay you know within half an hour of your own yeah launch really good stuff Kent, let's run through right, let's right. run through the kind of your your arsenal for for winter blackmouth i mean run through you know three or four items you, you should probably fish this time of year well i you know i love fishing straight bait that's a great option if you're a herring guy um red label some of the bait that's we've seen is bigger than green in these fish right now huh. um, there's some some big bait out there so that opens up the option if you like running plugs mm-hmm. uh, you can keep those smaller fish off and do what you want to do as far as speed and and you're not going to get bit near as much but the ones that bite are going to count so you know a lot of guys are running plugs this summer for the summer kings so a lot of guys have a lot of that in their weaponry as well so you know throw those and uh as far as flashers you know stick with what what you've got that you have a lot of faith in um white's been fishing pretty darn good so is the greens um in your favorite colors it's it's been pretty open as far as what's i've been fishing a lot of silver horn spoons and the kingfisher the um herring aid's been a great one and the um um i'd say cookies and cream herring aid and uh you pretty much kind of have it covered really for spoons yeah. you don't need a lot of them really honestly um i'd t- like to long run a longer leader uh more than most guys do just because if i find some bait that just gives me the option of turning on it going right back into the current and that way my flasher might be doing Mach 9, but I still got a long enough leader where they can grab that spoon. And as we've all watched in those underwater videos, they swipe at it a few times and they'll give up. So, you know, not having too short of a leader allow them to get a hold of it. So the key is keeping that gear in the mud. You know, I see a lot of guys just sitting up front drinking coffee and staying out of the weather and not working their gear and yeah just driving around feet. circles yep. yeah 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 waiting for something to grab on well you know that works but nah, you gotta you be know. banging bottom man you gotta be right down there exactly. making noise and put it right in their grill and uh you know even on the turns and adjust constantly so uh 100%, put, a, put 100%. them in order for me ken uh you know you, you talk spoons we're talking plugs and uh you know I, everybody likes to go out there and catch fish but if i'm going to focus on those bigger guys i'm definitely going to you know keep some plugs in my arsenal uh, and or those bigger uh, silver hordes in order of preference and what you're having best results on plug spoons uh, or bait what what order would you put those in i would i would definitely you know my lineup in the morning is i've got one rod running either herring or plug and then i'm going to a flasher and spoon on the other side and by that i mean whatever the lower current side is you yeah. know mm-hmm. you're crab walking through the current out there you're definitely going to run those plugs and herring on the high side and the low side you're going to run that flasher uh it just helps keeping the lines from crossing over and tangling but 
typically you can pattern it pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, you're going to know, you know, there's enough fish out there. You're going to know what they're like in that day. And, right. you know, if you flip through a couple different colors, some greens or whites, white lightning, something like that, that give you a real color option. Um, you're, you're going to pattern them pretty quick. And then once that happens, switch over and put both rods out or all three, if you got three going and, and you'll get them. But like you said, the key is working that gear and keeping it right in that mud. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have any type of auto adjustment, you know, gear that you're running, mm-hmm. you just want to watch your your fish finder, you watch your depth, and make sure that uh, you know it coincides with what you're what you're running off your downriggers. That's for sure. What? Uh, give me leader lengths that you prefer: plug versus uh, spoon versus bait. On the plugs, I'll typically put those out on uh, twenty pound. It typically around twenty five to thirty feet. Okay. I'm not running them as long as most guys do. Um, things do tangle. Stuff happens. Yeah. The wind blows. You know what uh, I mean? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, boat control. Um, and not wind, as yeah. long as I'd like, but, you know, get them out there and get them working. Um, and I always tell guys, don't put a swivel in between your plug and your in, in your main line, whatever leader, if you're running one. Um, I top shot over Power Pro on, on mono. So, and that gives you, you know, not all these plugs are fishing great, so if if your plug's spinning down in that heavy current, you're not going to know it with a swivel on there. You know, you can watch that leader and make sure it's not twisting up. So, gotcha. yeah, good point. Plug, um, and then on the leader length on the flasher to the spoon, if you're running a say a 3.5 herring aid um, behind a typical 11 inch flasher, I'm going to put that right around typically minimum around five feet. Mm-hmm. So longer leader than most guys run, but like I said, that spoon's always going to do its thing back there, and the flasher's what's attracting them. If I'm running a squid, um, hooties, I'm typically right around 36 inches on 40 pound, and uh, you know that gives it the action that you, that you need versus the spoon. So that would probably be my two go-to lengths on the leaders so for the spoons and the uh, squids. Hit uh, www.guidesnw.com. Give Ken a call at 206-818-6364. Currently fishing out of Edmonds. Uh, the San Juans open up here shortly as well. This is the guy. If you're going to fish out there, this is the guy to go to. 206-818-6364. Kent, thank you very much for the check-in. Much appreciated. Happy holidays, my friend. Yeah, you too. Thank you, guys. All right, man, take it All right we'll see you. All right, let's clear the decks ahead of us in hour two. The official kickoff to Steelhead Nation 2016-17 begins. Uh, we'll chat with uh, John McMillan, get a little bit of a kind of a wide-angle view of uh, the state of Steelhead Nation, and we'll focus in on some uh, some uh, very specific areas. The Skagit, uh, locally here in the Sound, also over on the Bogashiel in the Peninsula. You don't want to miss it. We return to Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.